0: Would. I, I feel like he's also the he kinkiest would. of all the he Batman would. humanitarian aliens they get here they see all the way we're um
1: and that's <laughs> why they're gonna probe our butts because yes. it's gonna be a vengeance. they're like why do
0: you guys have this weird anal fixation <laughs> with us
1: ahoy and welcome to nerdaholics the podcast where we break down pop culture conversations we don't break down. I guess I
0: won't know if uh, it's all coming out right, because my monitoring uh, muffs just shut off. So,
1: well, we'll we're raw-dogging it, it, boys. Oh, no rubber. All right. So, I'm Seth, and this is my co-host. Nick. Yep. He's Nick. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to give more information than you? You're well, just Seth. Well, yes. I... I'm like, some people need a second to leave an impact, some people need an hour. You needed to say more, okay? You're not you're not doing much right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I was just coming off and of drinking that fruit cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's, I still call it Arizona tea even though it's not tea. That It's just, to call it a fruit cocktail, is just literally cringy. literally what it
0: says on the bottle. I'm and sorry.
1: Alright, what does it say on top of the bottle? Um... Uh, not on the cap, on the top of the bottle. <laughs> the cap's on the top of the bottle. You're such a smart ass. Um, that is the two of us, a smart ass and a great ass. We all know who's who. Drinkarizona.com. I don't know why you or how you would drink an entire state. <laughs> no, um, how would you drink a website? Drinkarizona.com. <laughs> Turns out it's actually just like a GoFundMe page of... With just a penny donation, we can get closer to eating the entire state of Arizona.
0: Oh, and drinking it, because they don't have much water. We drink all their water, and then we can
1: starve all Oh, okay, so because of the drought, we, you're going to need, like, a glass of milk to wash down the Arizona. It's going to get stuck in your throat. Well, we just,
0: we just got to drink all of Arizona's water, and then all those turquoise-loving <laughs> bastards will just die.
1: <laughs> I, I have, like, a connection to Arizona, so I'm personally offended, but at the same time, turquoise is awesome, so... <laughs> it's like a nice, pretty blue. I'm sorry. Man, the
0: guy from Arizona loves turquoise. Color me surprised. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, sorry, what's the, the Minnesota thing? Do you like to say ooh tater, tater tot hot dish. Tater tot hot dish is actually good. Yeah,
0: see, I don't even... Without a second hesitation, uh,
1: it's tater tot hot <laughs> dish. <laughs> uh, the entire movie Fargo...
0: No, that's in North Dakota. And no!
1: Okay, Fargo, the city, is in North Dakota. The movie takes place in Minnesota, even though it's called Fargo.
0: No, no There's a scene in Minnesota, but for the most part, it takes place
1: in North Dakota. No, you're wrong. But North the da- opening K- scene takes place in Fargo. That's where he hires the hitmen. But the rest of the movie, like 98% of the movie, is in Minnesota. I may be wrong. I haven't seen it in a long time. I just remember Steve Buscemi and A wood chipper. That is towards the end, and, and William spoiler H. Macy. alert. Alright, just spoiler alert for any pop culture conversations, as we often have no filter. Okay, but also that movie is like 30 years old. It's a very decent movie, though. And, like, I know personally a lot of people haven't seen it. You don't have any diehard William H. Macy fans? <laughs> William H. Macy is underrated. Like, yeah, I
0: really liked him in Jurassic Park 3.
1: <laughs> I, I liked him getting cucked in uh, that movie of Mark Wahlberg where he's a... What's that called? Um, where he's a porn star. I don't know any Mark Wahlberg movies. Bogey Nights. I've never seen it. It's him, Clint Eastwood, and like actually a fun like uh, behind-the-scenes fact about Clint Eastwood. He knew nothing about the movie when his agent like gave him the part, right? Yeah. And so, after he watched, he couldn't even finish the movie, and he fired his agent immediately afterwards. He's like, you made me be in a dirty movie.
0: Wouldn't Clint Eastwood have known while he was shooting Oh, crap, did I
1: say Clint Eastwood? I meant to say Burt Reynolds. Oh. (laughs) That's a very different person. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, I was... My brain. I know the two of them like so separately. I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I'm a so-so uh, Burt Reynolds fan. What about Tom Selleck? Not a fan of his. All right, Hawaii Five-O. I can respect the mustache and Hawaiian shirt game, but the rest of it, eh? He has that mustache game all the time, just like Burt. Burt. All right, Burt doesn't have like as definitive of a mustache, but like it's iconic in itself. Does Ernie have a mustache? Ernie, who? Bert and Ernie. Oh my! <laughs> no, the only thing those two have is a secretly gay relationship. Yeah, well, secret. Well, all right. Here's the thing. Uh, Sesame Street has had to go on record, like for the past forty years, saying that Bert and Ernie aren't gay. And then the most recent time they were asked about it, they're like, "Fine, okay." It's up to interpretation. If that's what you guys see in the relationship, then that's what's in the relationship. If you see it otherwise, that's what it is. Who's the top? Who's the top of Sesame Street? No, in the Bert and Ernie Oh, who's the top of those two? Yeah. Uh, well, it goes Bert and Ernie, never Ernie a Bert. Ernie's the bottom. Ernie's the bottom for sure. <laughs> Him and his rubber ducky. No, the rubber ducky's a side.
0: <laughs> no, the rubber ducky. I know duck- a side.
1: <laughs> the rubber ducky just sits there
0: and watches. No, the rubber duckies aside, I know aside, side, and he would be glad to have
1: representation in this
0: discussion <laughs> of gay relationships and their dynamics.
1: Uh, just w- what was the topic we were originally going to go to? Like we I had, don't know. We had a plan. Uh, I believe it was some sort of expo.
0: Some oh. sort of electronic entertainment expo.
1: Oh, so E3 just happened to everybody um, after a year hiatus, where they normally do it every year, but COVID, they skipped a year. So yeah, now they're back know, with which was, I thought
0: was really weird considering how the majority of people that, uh, like, do E3 mm-hmm. just watch it from their couches on online streaming videos anyway. Yeah. So it seemed like that would have been, like, V1. Uh,.
1: Award show. The
0: the one industry that would have been the least affected by people not being able to go to the actual venue. Well,
1: gaming has kind of thrived throughout the pandemic. Like, movie theaters shut down, all that stuff. Concerts non-existent.
0: Well, I'm saying, like, I've never been to San Francisco for E3 or wherever it is. I think it's San Francisco. Uh, yeah, possibly. It might be, but uh, that's not important. But I've never physically been there, and there's not the large majority of gamers that care about E3 have not been to the physical location because it's extremely hard to get tickets because it's mm-hmm. so expensive and everything and it's in a completely other state. So normally it's all just streamed in real time or with like a 15-second Twitch-style delay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most people just watch it streaming. So they already have all the technology and everything to already have it streamed. It's already built into their entire business. Um, yeah. I fucking can't think of the word. Um, but how is this how, model? Yeah. For that. So it seems like they would have just been able to do that no problem and mm-hmm. have an extremely minor impact on it. So I don't know why they did a hiatus on E three when they do that anyway. I
1: think like it was more just like the shock of it maybe. Like they like you made some valid points. They should have been able to just go off without oh, any. they
0: they didn't they wouldn't have got enough money without people going to the venue. E three doesn't make any money if nobody goes there. <laughs> I don't know how much money E three makes. Period. Like, I don't know how I can't remember how much tickets are, but they're not cheap. <laughs> hmm. On top of like, well, you know, like, there's like some news. news of, Like,
1: wasn't there like some news of like certain companies pulling out of E three because they think it's irrelevant now? I mean, somewhat when you can just throw a random
0: announcement, but E three is kind of just a um, a
1: tradition at this point. Hmm. So. To break down the announcements, there's like five days worth of announcements of E3. Yeah, it lasts like a week, yeah. So the first one listed on this site is um, June 10th. Are you ready for this? Okay. Death Stranding is getting a director's cut on PS5. So. Does this have more walking? Uh, it's going to be probably more cutscene, more walking. Okay, it's, but also this is Hideo
0: Kojima, and if Hideo Kojima's vision can be improved.
1: It's gonna be improved and I'm gonna buy it every cent. <laughs> <laughs> well like I it's like eighty percent cutscenes though. Like it's yeah. not really a game, it's a movie.
0: Yeah the Hideo Kojima, though. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid was kinda the same way at times.
1: And I love those games. <laughs> <laughs> so like the man could do no wrong in your eyes? Like No, he can't.
0: Alright? I don't care how much walking is in <laughs> Death Stranding, I'll play it. I haven't actually played it. I've uh, I've seen bits of it because I didn't uh, I didn't have a uh, a console. I played PC and then I just haven't
1: gotten around to it. Mm -hmm. I believe it's on PC, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, I just got a PS4, so I've considered. That's one of the games I've considered. Almost a decade late. (laughs) Okay, it took me. I'm still playing my Xbox 360, so yes, it makes sense why I just now got a PS4, (laughs) because I'm still getting used on my previous gen. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, upgrade it when I don't need it, you know? All the gamers are uh, judging you right now. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It was very hard. Like, what finally pushed me over the edge was when I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a new game for my 360 when they haven't made a new game for the Xbox three sixty since twenty sixteen. Wasn't it like a FIFA game or something? Probably. The sports games are usually like the last ones to switch. Yeah. Um, so what, what else was on that? Oh, what else was on E three? Yeah, it was on um, like Death Stranding. No, that was the entire uh oh, that convention was th- that they announced Death Stranding for five days. That was the wow. entire Yeah. Wow, I don't think that's true. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright, there's uh, several others, but I'll just go to the main ones, alright? Because it, it'll be a super long podcast if we say all of them. Alright, Among Us is getting a hide-and-seek mode. So basically the mode that people were already playing, now there's like an official game version of it. People still play Among Us? <laughs> I had That an, wasn't a fad for a week, and then... <laughs> it's still a fun game. I I think like the... Sort of internet culture of it, like with people streaming, it's died out big time. Town of Salem was more fun because you all had job roles for each one. Oh uh, yeah, um, but now you can also, ooh, you can uh, uh alter your visor color. Wow. So you know that little uh, circle down where where their eyes are. Was it hard for them to code that in? It must have been <laughs> since they're just now doing it, and then they're adding another map that's the big announcement from them also there's no date of when they're going to release it so they're still working on it, it it's taking a lot of work to upgrade the color on the visors
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's a very
0: uh, taxing on your systems resources
1: oh alright and this one actually was pretty big because I know like a lot of people who do play Rainbow Six Siege and all that yeah, it's, it's a pretty big competitive game yeah exactly well one of the i almost bought this right but then i figured out oh wait there's nothing for you there if you want to play it single player yeah basically it's strictly co-op and there's not even like a story mode all same with um counter
0: strike if you're not playing if you're playing by yourself you're not really gonna have much to do
1: or yeah you're not getting the full like experience of it if you're just playing by yourself because you're going to be playing with complete strangers or you're going to be playing with your friends, but you cannot play it by yourself. Yeah. You can play with yourself, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do that while you're on video call with your friends or voice discord. Um, yeah. But, anyways, they announced on June 12th that there is going to be a Rainbow Six story called Rainbow Six Extraction, where it's a one to three player co op. And guess what the story is? Does it have to do with extracting people? Aliens. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the military aesthetic is thrown out the window, sort of like what Call of Duty does with every zombie thing. No, it's going to be aliens, because that fits in the Tom Clancy universe.
0: I mean, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and come up with some joke, but uh, no, I got nothing. <laughs> and, uh, there, I mean...
1: Alright, it's still, like, I actually did see the trailer for this. It still looks pretty badass, like... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to make,
0: hey, we're going to shoot a bunch of aliens not look fun. And like, Can it's you already... imagine why aliens would hate us if they ever hate <laughs> We have a horror movie just called Alien. We and... just have so many games where it's like, let's kill aliens. We're always painting up aliens to be bad guys. Like, what if there's some peace-loving... Humanitarian aliens They get here They see all the way We're um <laughs> And that's why
1: They're gonna probe Our butts Because yes. It's gonna be a vengeance. They're like Why do you
0: guys Have this weird Anal fixation with <laughs>
1: us Well crap now, We were planning On doing that But now we're worried About fitting the stereotype You know <laughs>
0: <What>? Yeah <laughs> Why do you guys Think we wanna just Shove shit up your ass It's kinda weird
1: uh, Alright Do we care about Nintendo uh, Breath of the Wild 2? I um, think I saw something vaguely about that somewhere. One second, let me scroll. I, I remember seeing something about that as well. Oh, wait, you said you've played Sea of Thieves, or am I thinking of someone else? I've played it a little bit. Well, they're adding an upgrade, I mean, update to it, to where it's Parts of the Caribbean Jack Sparrow themed. Yeah which is, that's kind of cool jack sparrow is, is
0: mainly a supporting character he can't really pull a movie carry a movie by himself
1: yeah i that's my problem with the parts of caribbean sequels is that they pushed him he's to the like forefront yeah. exactly like they even got rid of will turner in the sequels i'm like no like will turner and did they get what? rid
0: of will turner
1: or did orlando
0: bloom not want to come back
1: Well, in the third one, they made him, like, go to the bottom, like, with Davy Jones' crew. But I thought they, like, broke all the curses at the end of three, or was that five? Yes, but no. It's a complicated thing with him and his dad and the curse. He's got daddy issues with that curse. Oh, yeah, big time. Daddy Jones. And, like, that's the entire plot of the fifth one, is that Jack Sparrow and his fully grown son, despite the fact that Jack Sparrow hasn't aged at all... Him and his fully Isn't grown Jack son.
0: Sparrow, like, undead or some shit,
1: though? Well, yes and no. Doesn't he have, like, the Black Pearl curse or something? Yes and no, because the Black Pearl, the curse thing is, like... I don't think it's a thing at that point, um, because the Black Pearl was in a bottle, and then they were no longer skeletons. I,
0: I haven't seen anything past three, and I haven't seen three since it came out.
1: Basically, <laughs> the first one is the most valid one of the series, and then it, they just kept getting.
0: but what's the one where he he has, like, the eyelids painted onto his eyes
1: painted onto the eyelids and he's, like, God of the tribesmen thing. That was the opening of the second one. That was pretty lit. That, oh my goodness, and there's a fight scene so where there's, um, there's a fight scene to where, like, they're sitting on top of a rolling thing and dueling. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that that was a pretty good scene.
1: That, alright, there's actually a lot of awesome set pieces in, too. Alright, maybe the second one's redeemable. (laughs) Third one uh, is also a bit decent at parts. I don't even remember
0: what the second one was called. I know
1: third one is Um, Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. No, no, no. First one is Curse of the Black Pearl. Then it's Dead Man's Chest. Then World's End. And then World's End on Stranger's Tide. Dead Men Tell No Tales, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. Dead Men Tell No Tales.
0: Anyways, that's enough of a a Pirates of the Caribbean shoot-off
1: Oh, for James Cameron fans, I love James Cameron. But this is I am not
0: a particularly huge fan of his, but Really? I like a couple of his movies, but I'm not I don't think Titanic's that great. I don't think Avatar's that great.
1: What about Terminator Two?
0: Terminator two is his best film.
1: Okay, as long as we can agree that Terminator 2 is Terminator fantastic, Terminator 2 is
0: the best Terminator movie. You could get rid of all the others including the first one and I as long as Terminator 2 is fine, I'm okay.
1: No, I like the first one too. It's just the third one like first off, you killed the most badass character off screen. Sarah yep. Connor is is dead. And then you also have a like focus on a whiny, somehow even whinier than the puberty voiced John Connor in the second one. You have him in the third one. The only redeemable part about uh, War of the Machines, I think, is the name of the third one? Uh, Uh, Rise uh, of the the, Machine.
0: Something along those lines.
1: Something Machine. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is what I'm going to call it. Anyways. (laughs) No. That's a copyright strike. It's not a copyright strike to say the name of a band. (laughs) Just don't start singing any of their songs. You
0: can't and you can't talk about the one with Joe Walsh and Don
1: Heedley. then we'll get copyright striked. (laughs) Uh, Shoot, what was I saying? Uh, Terminator. Oh, the only redeemable part about Terminator 3 was the ending, where they they caused Judgment Day to happen. I think it was called Judgment Day. No, no, that's the second one, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 3. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah. And, well, I. Two was the only one. I'm pretty though. sure Terminator 3 is The Rise of the Machines, <laughs> then the Terminator 4 is Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and then. Was uh, it the newest one? There's,
0: no, there's two new ones.
1: Dark Fate is the newest one, and there was a one in, in the middle. That's Terminator Genesis. Yeah, okay, sure. I. I don't remember. I Yes, I did get through Terminator Genesis, but I had to suffer through it. For those of you guys who haven't seen Terminator, uh, watch the first and second one, it's then rise. stop. That's what I said. Rise of the Machines. For a third one? Yeah, that was confirmed. All right, right. now... I, I looked it up. Oh, we're checking our facts on this? Or? <laughs> well, that one was bugging me enough.
0: <laughs> but James Cameron.
1: Yes, so James Cameron. Terminator 2? Good.
0: Yes. Aliens? Eh. Alien 1 was much better with... Uh,
1: directed John by Carpenter? Red, directed by Ridley oh, Scott. Was it, didn't John Carpenter do something Aliens-related? I don't know. I'm not a big aliens fan. Well, I know he did the Thane, but I meant like with the Alien franchise. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big aliens fan like the Alien franchise,
0: Xenomorphs, and all that. Mm-hmm. I only really know the ones because Ridley Scott. Because I'm a I'm a Ridley Scott fan.
1: Yeah, he the work he did with Blade Runner is just amazing. Yeah,
0: Blade Runner, Alien, uh, the that 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 Wolf
1: Show thing that he did on HBO. Uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah, that one was wear uh, out its welcome, or...
0: Like, it's... He has a tendency to make things be overly artsy and weird. Mm-hmm. And usually it, it kind of works. This time it was kind of didn't.
1: So, you know how it was, like... Uh the opening thing is us going. The opening topic is us going through the E3 announcements. And now we're
0: just talking about Ridley Scott and James yeah, Cameron. we've gone
1: through three announcements. We're 20 minutes in. There's two pages worth of announcements.
0: Well, this is, we'll go through the announcements fast. All right, rapid don't fire let me tangent.
1: Mario and Rabbids crossover. Anything with Mario in it, I don't care. All right, this is why I brought up James Cameron, Avatar the game. They're making an uh, Ubisoft is making an Avatar game. Ubisoft makes good games usually. Yeah, they dropped a trailer for it. Far Cry 6 of Giancarlo Esposito. I
0: thought that was already out.
1: No, Far Cry 5 is the last one.
0: Yeah, but I I remember seeing the Far Cry 6 trailer and info about that like last oh, year. Oh,
1: yeah, they dropped a new trailer and more information about it. I thought it already been out. Anyways. The the original trailer has been out for a while. Yeah. Um. No, we don't care about that. Let me be um, the judge. <laughs> what? Let me be the judge if I care about it. All right. Unplugged is a new app, basically an app slash game, that lets you play air guitar in VR. Why would I not be interested in that?
0: <laughs> so I don't
1: play air guitar. I don't use VR. And so, I... <laughs> additional information, the game uses hand tracking technology so you can rock out. So, I believe it's where you use hand tracking so basically you can do air guitar and it'll actually sound like you're playing a guitar. Maybe. I don't know. Continue. Alright, um... Uh... well. Wow. I know, that's going to be some... Oh. Halo Infinite. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been pretty kept up on that. Yeah, well, they just announced uh, and they gave a first look at the multiplayer mode. No, I don't think there's any confirmed... Yeah, there's still no confirmed release date for a Halo Infinite. How long have they been making this game? Hey, as long as it... I
0: don't care how long it takes them to make it, as long as it's done right. Unlike 5.
1: Or <laughs> four.
0: Um. Uh, people will hate me, but or or three. I was not <laughs> that much of a fan of three. I'm a uh, two or reach fanboy. I don't. I'm not even scared to deny it. Wait. What about one? One has its issues. It was the first game. They needed, well, they needed, was
1: it a product of its time, though? Because, like, I just played the first Uncharted, and, like... Well,
0: but I've also... They have also done an anniversary remaster of one as well. Uh-huh. And, like, one ha- one is fun. One is a good game, but it has its obvious issues being the first installment mm-hmm. of it before they figured out how to polish it up some. Yeah. But uh 2 is the best one, and Reach is very close. I would possibly put those even interchangeable between the two. Mm-hmm. I'm not even afraid to admit I'm a fanboy of Region 2. It's a very it's a very bold statement.
1: Controversial. Alright, oh, this one I think might interest you. Microsoft announces the Outer Worlds 2. Nice. Good. Yeah. Uh it's they we don't know anything else besides the title is the official statement. They announced that they're doing it though. Yeah. So they're not there's not a release date or any uh pictures or videos from it. Just That's what they've announced. Outer Worlds was a good game, so. That was made by the people who made Fallout, right? Uh, Like the original people? Not exactly. It was, um, I believe it was
0: Obsidian Entertainment, which made Fallout New Vegas.
1: Which is like one of the more solid ones of the series. So
0: Fallout 3 is made by Bethesda. I don't remember if they also made 1 and 2, but those are like isometric strategy type Mm -hmm. RTS games. But, uh, three is made by Bethesda, and then mm-hmm. four, they uh, pushed it out to, I believe, Obsidian Studios, and then they, uh, Bethesda came back for four, and, um, and then Obsidian was like, well, we're just gonna make our own space western thing. Mm-hmm. And then they made Outer Worlds, where they're like, hey, corporations own you, and your life. <laughs> also, if you die, you're going to be paying money for that forever.
1: So, American healthcare system. Um, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> <laughs> uh, Microsoft announces Redfall. Redfall is a new game that's going to be a vampire shooter, and it's from the team that made Dishonored. Dishonored is a good game. Yeah, that's I remember you saying that. It,
0: well, it's kind of... A little more niche than some of the other stuff that they. uh, I can't remember. uh, That's not Bethesda, I don't think.
1: I think Dishonored Um, is
0: Ubisoft or something.
1: Yeah, all it says is that Microsoft announces. But, um. Dishonored
0: is, like, a fun stealth game. Um, There's a little bit of RPG elements to it. Like, there's skill trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. It does have um, some nice world building, but it is a. A little bit more of a niche world in the fact that it's like an alternate reality kind of Victorian alternate. Yeah, thing. I've
1: seen playthroughs of it. I like. I dig the aesthetic of it, though, to where it's kind of like. I've I've played them and. I like I've, steampunk stuff, and that sort of. I could never. Gives that vibe. Um,
0: I could never bring myself to beat it, though, because I always got
1: kind of like sick of the world after a couple hours. So, hopefully, that's something they correct when they're making their vampire shooter.
0: Well, the vampire shooter would. Assumingly, be in an entirely different environment to begin with. So,
1: well, the vampire stuff you can have it fit into the Victorian area very well because that's where a lot of the vampire like books and stuff it, take place. Yeah, it
0: depends entirely on how they decide to do it.
1: Hmm. Well, all right. So you're you consider yourself a meme lord, correct? From time to time. Well, you dabble in the <laughs> meme lord. I've been
0: known to obtain
1: a meme from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> uh. All right. Well. You remember when they first released the pictures of the Xbox Series X, all the memes and stuff, of the design of it? Yeah. Well, they've joined in on the meme. Uh, Now the meme's dead. Exactly. The meme's been dead for, like, a year. I don't know
0: how, uh, uh, like, corporations, when they try to do memes, with the exception of Wendy's Twitter account, (laughs) um, are always somehow so horribly behind memes but mm-hmm. also Wendy's was also horribly behind memes and they did that stupid uh, my, it still boils my blood to think about that dumb commercial where it's like uh, like a boss and the guy does a thumbs up to the camera and it makes us want to throw it's, a
1: but it's brick. like almost self aware the way it's behind I don't L- know with I, don't, I don't think so I, think, I don't think they're uh,
0: doing it uh, ironically I think it's unironic
1: well, anyway, so the Xbox Series X, they are re, uh, they have, like, a new thing where they're releasing it this holiday season. Mini Fridge. The Xbox Series X Mini Fridge. So that's, like, the big meme is that it looks like a fridge. So now they're I going to release they,
0: it. I thought they fit already did release a Mini Fridge
1: that day. No, they announced that they were going to. Now they officially announced it's a thing that will happen this holiday season. Well, I thought they, uh, I thought they made like a one-off mini fridge and gave it away as some uh, like sweepstakes thing. Sweepstakes thing. When well, the, now it won't be a out. one-off thing though. Now you can actually just mm. purchase it. Which between that and like the KF console, have you have you heard? Yeah, of I've seen the KF console. Yeah, I low key want to get that. <laughs> uh, that's that, and like the specs of it are actually semi impressive. <laughs> so like. Yeah, I know about it. (laughs) Yeah. Although, here's the thing, though. It's like an Easy Bake Oven, basically, the way it uses the excess heat. Because the Easy Bake ovens, the way that the science of that works, is that the excess heat of the light bulb uh, goes into the food, right? Yeah. Well, the Easy Bake Oven is currently bankrupt because everybody switched to LED light bulbs, so no one can use an easy, Easy Bake Oven anymore. But, yeah, so I'm the way they did that is basically just the heat coming from the console. Yeah. I mean, that's like the un- ingenious what way kind to of heat? Of- si-
0: what kind of heat sink do you have on your CPU? Oh, you know, boneless? <laughs> <laughs> Extra crispy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, no, no, no. Original recipe. There's only. also
0: that, uh, that Nvidia... Not Nvidia. Why the fuck did I say Nvidia? That, uh, that new Atari console coming out. Yeah, the Atari... Atari has a new console? Yeah, they've been talking about it for a while. It's, um... It's got, like, the same, like, wood grain pattern like the old Ataris did, but they're uh, essentially run off a PC operating system mm-hmm. and have, like, uh, modern specs. It's, it's a V-something. VCS sounds right.
1: Um, right. I, I know a guy
0: that was, like, really just hype about
1: it. While you're looking that up, I'll just run through some of the others, all right? Um, Among Us. This is, oh, we got two Among Us news in the same podcast. All right. Uh, June 13th, Amonas expands to 15 player lobbies. It's a VCS. Correct. Oh, okay. Um, so, Amonas announces now instead of 10 players in a lobby, you can have 15 by June 15th. Kind of irritates me that it's not a multiple of 2.
0: <laughs> Why? It is a are, you, are you going to be that
1: like guy if it has to be an even number? Well,
0: No, like 15 is a multiple of 5 which is a nice, good OCD number, but um, typical game lobbies are like 8, 16, 32. Mm-hmm.
1: Multiples of 2. So literally every... My parents and like my... Not my parents. My mom and my sister are very OCD about the volume of the TV, right? It has to be an even number. It has to be a multiple of 5. No, they don't even allow multiples of 5, I don't
0: think. It has to be an even number, so... I I was always it has to be a multiple of 5. I don't like 34.
1: It has to be 35 <laughs> or 30. That's almost worse, because, like, there's no... It's either going to be extremely loud or quiet for most uh, TVs. Tough. <laughs> uh, tough cookies, all right. Yeah,
0: that's, all, that's why what you do is you get rid of the... Uh, you turn off the number option. Because it'll, it'll, it'll have just a bar and won't tell you a number. But you'll know. You'll count the little knobs. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Let's <laughs>
1: well, see, I, I run through the surround system, so I just have a dial. Yeah, so what we have is we have the volume, but then we have to adjust the speaker as well. So we have, like, a speaker that's not part of the TV, but it's like, plugs into the TV. Uh-huh. So we have to adjust that with it. So we have, it's like a balancing act of getting the two remotes to, like, find the right volume. But whenever my sister or mom aren't home, or even when they are and they just don't know, I always have an un- uneven number just out they of They can spite. feel it. They can feel it. Was, yeah, yeah, they can sense it. They can feel that itch, you know. It's kind of like the f- they have an itch in the back of their mind, like what the fuck. Well, it's kind of like the first Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, where there's a bug that crawls inside oh, yeah, someone's yeah. skin. It's so, like sick. it's like that. Like you can see it, you can feel it crawling.
0: Scarab beetle.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Edos. Is it Edos, Montreal? Um. Uh. I have no idea. Eidos Montreal. I've heard that name before. Yeah, I think they made the Just Cause games. Oh, those are pretty solid. Mm, One of them is. Alright, it's solid to play. Not if you actually care about anything. One of them is. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, they released the trailer and some gameplay footage of their Guardians of the Galaxy game. So, oh wait, did they do the Avengers game that just came out and bombed? Uh, I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they did. No um, clue. Anyways, so they learned their lessons supposedly, if it is them, because the Guardians of the Galaxy game is supposed to be way different. So of all the Guardians of the Galaxy characters, you can only play a Star Lord. Okay. And the story, like from I saw like the gameplay footage. The way that the setup is it's kind of similar to um who who did Wolf Among Us? You know what I'm talking about like, Telltale. Telltale. Thank you. It's, so the sort of like dialogue stuff, all that's similar to Telltale. There, there and, is
0: a Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game. Though. Yes,
1: but that's just for like picking story stuff. As far as the actual gameplay goes, it's nowhere near Telltale because it's an actual video game.
0: See what when you say a Guardians of the Galaxy game, as you when you play as Star Lord, my immediate thought, gameplay wise, is um, I think of this game that came out on the 360 kind of around when it came out so like maybe 2008 2009 uh-huh. and it was called um, Dark Void I haven't heard of it You, you, it's like a, like a kind of almost like a dog fighting space game but you just have a jetpack and a helmet kind of like rocketeer sort of thing L- literally what Star Lord is it's a guy with guns and a jetpack well, there's more
1: to it than that. Like, the guns. Plus, oh, so he has a cassette player, too. <sighs> well, that's something the movie has added. <laughs> They're, if we're going to talk about difference, like, the movie to comic book difference between Star-Lord is humongous. Like, people are like, oh, they changed Tony Stark so much. Now he's not as big of like a monster, and a raging alcoholic. <laughs> not as big of a monster, or raging alcoholic, because now he's played by the likable, charming Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But. Star-Lord has even a bigger change. You know how he convinced the Guardians of the Galaxy to join the Guardians of the Galaxy? By basically brainwashing them into thinking they wanted to join. Nice. He's a, he's a monster. A terrible human being. Well, half-human being. Yeah. And the movies are like... ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember cassette players like Walkmen? <laughs> <laughs> remember... Uh... Dance battles, bro? Uh (laughs) Well, that's like the power of uh, James Gunn, though. He can make any character pretty much likable. Yeah, if he changes them to nothing like these. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a lot of the MCU, though. They took what was liked about a character, and then they made him quippy and able to fit in with the universe. The
0: man out of time, massively surprised that a Zune can hold 300 songs. When he's literally on a spaceship that probably has so much more storage capability on
1: whatever. Well, he's technological not storing files of music onto the. the um, yeah, but he ma- would
0: you It's the Melina, I think
1: is the name of his name is ship. Don't know. It's like would, named after a senior.
0: Well, you, you think he would still have a concept of like storage capacity because he deals with all this
1: advanced technology. The Milano. It's called Milano after Alyssa Milano, the name of his ship.
0: Alyssa Milano was an actress wasn't she in uh, Saved by the Bell or something I don't don't think it's Saved by the Bell
1: She was on some 90's uh, TV sitcom thing Wait I just realized I made us go way off Um, What were you just talking about before I interrupted you Uh, I don't know She's an actress, singer and other stuff but the point is that we're both right Other stuff uh, Who's the boss? She was in My Name is Earl, Charmed, Melrose Place. Who's the boss? That's the main one, I believe. She is best known for her role in the Me Too movement. All right, good for her. Uh, I think you mean not good? Well, it started out
0: good. And now, like... Well, no, no, I mean, if she was part, big in the Me Too movement, wouldn't that mean she was, like, raped? Oh. Yeah, no, so yeah. not good for... Not good <laughs> I forgot
1: about that part. Yeah. All right, it's not good that the happened to her, but it's good that she gave a room for other people to speak yeah. out about their experiences. A platform. Yeah, exactly. She gave people the ability to go forward with their stories, which we is We are
0: good. so far off topic. Oh,
1: my goodness. We started off with, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, the game, and then we're, now we're on the Me Too movement, and... Yeah. Damn you, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> Alright, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 Remasters. are being re-released with a Pixel remaster. So it's going to be like, I think they're saying like it's 8-bit remastered. That's going to be released on Steam and mobile platforms. So, okay. yeah, yeah, you can have uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 on your phone. You know, that doesn't sound bad.
0: Yeah, Think of all the time I could waste on my phone now.
1: You're saying you don't already?
0: I mean, I try not to.
1: Well, speaking of Marvel's Avengers, apparently it's not dead. Um, So Marvel's Avengers bombed. No one bought it, and the gameplay just looks clunky and unfinished. Yeah. And just very uninspired. It was like a cash grab, basically, right?
0: As As a whole lot of games are
1: that come out. Yeah. So there's a lot of DLC apparently, and the most recent DLC that was announced at E3 there's a Black Panther story DLC, where you can play as Black Panther. Huh. Which I don't know. That can be cool. I would love a Black Panther game. Yeah, it'd probably good. I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't just basically be like. uh, I imagine it would play like Catwoman does in Batman Arkham Knight. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think it would play quite like that. Well, I'm just saying, like, sort of, like, the way his fighting style is is that it's sort of, like, bouncing around and also the power of, like, a Batman character, you know? but
0: Catwoman's a lot more, like, weirdly acrobatic than he is
1: Mm -hmm. in terms of,
0: like, parkour and whatnot.
1: Although that's sort of how most female characters are written, are not written, but, like, played as in games and whatnot. Yeah. So what's funny is Lego Batman. The game Lego Batman. Um the there are only certain characters can do double jump, right? And every female character comes equipped with double jump, and then just randomly the mad hatter's able to do it. <laughs> yeah, he uh identifies as female. Well then that that makes Can Alice double jump? Alice isn't in it. That's that's kind of fucked up. Well, the Mad no. Hatter
0: never gets an Alice.
1: Well, he shouldn't. <laughs> Depending on like the comic continuity, it, it, that's very like <laughs> predatory his Alice because he forces. So he believes he's part of the Alice in Wonderland book and that he's the Mad Hatter. So he tries to find a girl to be his Alice, but oftentimes it's not consensual. So you yes, know what else wasn't consensual? I'm glad consensual? they didn't put it into the game for kids. The Lego game for kids.
0: You know what else wasn't consensual? Alice going in that house and getting fucking huge. Alright? That rabbit had a nice home and she came and
1: wrecked it.
0: Alice Uh, deserves what she gets. No!
1: Oh, this entire section's gonna need cut out. Jesus. Oh, man.
0: Alright. But she just gets murdered.
1: (sighs) Murdered, and depending on the comic book continuity, implied other stuff. Like, um, read bedtime stories, too? <laughs> mind-controlled to enjoy the bedtime stories she's read. Oh. Well, that's also Mad Hatter's big thing, is mind control. He makes people believe they're part of the fantasy as well. That's He's actually an interesting character, and Batman the Animated Series did amazing with him.
0: That uh, Arkham Knight mission was... Not Arkham, Arkham City mission was fun too.
1: Oh yeah, that was actually pretty cool. They, that was just basically an updated version of what they did at the Scarecrow mission in Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, sort of. With a beat-em-up spot at the end on top of the clock. But you get a sick-ass, uh, (laughs) stupid... (laughs) Rabbity? Rabbity (laughs) outfit. Uh, alright, we're almost done. Resident Evil Village, the newest Resident Evil game with the tall hot chick. alright. DLC is in the works after Popular Demand. Is it featuring more of the tall, hot chick? The vampire Mommy? Well, it's by Popular Demand, so if they're really wanting to get, like, fan service, then, yeah, just do something about Lady Dimitrescu, which is the name of the ta- tall, hot vampire chick. Here's
0: the DLC with nothing but a sex scene.
1: I'll take all your entire (laughs) stock. Nothing but a sex scene when a fully grown, like, six-foot man is just at her knee. Well, actually, no, about at the waist level, so. Yeah. That's going to tie into the later topic of I'm going to finish off this podcast with. I'm sorry. Oh, trust me, man. It's going to be great. I, I want the entire last half hour of the podcast to be that topic. Well, this topic has lasted 40 minutes, so why not?
0: Forty-two.
1: Alright. The the Metroid. The newest Metroid game is officially happening and it's coming to Switch. It's They're early... still
0: making Metroid games? Well they
1: haven't for like years. And okay, the, last... the last one I remember was on GameCube. No they've been they made like a Xbox 360 generation one I know of. Like that generation. I don't remember what console it was on. Isn't it a Nintendo property that only yeah. comes to Nintendo? Yeah, but I don't know what, what was the products uh Wii, Wii U. Yeah. Um, but it was critically and fan the fans hated it. It was just very panned because it made the
0: The last one I remember was uh Metroid Prime.
1: Well it made the badass character that is Samus. Yes. Um, into basically like a weak victim sort of is how a lot of people view it. Uh like you play her as almost like a Ripley to where it's not spoken that, oh, she's a badass woman. No, she's just a badass that happens to be a woman. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, this is what you're saying. Breath of the Wild 2 heads to the skies in stunning E3 trailer. So they did drop a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. And it's supposed to come out in 2022. Yeah, they had a, uh, a very brief teaser of it uh,
0: last year. And all it said was, Breath of the Wild 2, soon to have a different title, is in development. And it was like, wow, you've
1: told me nothing. Why did you even really drop that? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's basically the last of the news. Uh, The rest of it, the last day or so, I guess, must have been Nintendo stuff. Because Nintendo also went into detail of why it took 15 years to make Metroid, the new Metroid game. Uh, Because we didn't
0: want to. Because people bullied us. People were mean. <laughs> the Metroid fans bullied us into hiding, into hibernation.
1: <laughs> well, like, what would you do if they released an. I know you said just yeah. literally. Re- remember, earlier. kids, you can just cyberbully companies. Like, no one's. There's nothing stopping <laughs> you.
0: It's well, not illegal or anything.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog, that's how that movie became ten times better. We assume. Well, yes, there's a lot of conspiracies that that was just secretly what they had planned all along, was that they released that, get people, f- and then re-release it with the better looking Sonic so that way it has the fan approval already yeah. before they even see it. But, yeah. I don't know, it's, if there is no conspiracy or great dark twist to it, it is like a very good thing for the company to do of respecting the fans' wishes. Yeah. I mean, why would you ever make it not look anything like a character? Well, it just—it's blue.
0: Is
1: a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's blue with human teeth and two separate eyes. You know, when you describe that out of context, it doesn't sound like
0: that bad of a—that uh, bad of a, uh, <laughs> like a sin. Oh, it has
1: human teeth and two eyes, oh. with like weird fur. Not like. <laughs> Oh, and like furry feet as well, like defined feet. Nice. Oh yes, yeah, so, uh, we're getting Quentin Tarantino up in here. Nice.
0: That's what the that's the Village DLC. It's a sex scene with a uh, lady, whatever the hell, Dimitrescu's? big titty vampire mommy. She has furry feet. You get to see her feet. No,
1: <laughs> don't ruin the hot vampire chick. <laughs> you got a problem with furry feet? Okay, I've literally never played a Resident Evil game. I've been wanting to get into the series for a while, right? But I still watched 100% of the story for Resident Evil Village. Partially because of her. Partially because it's the newest one and I wanted to get into the series. Sure. It, It's partially. You know? Partially for the furry feet. I'm not going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> <For> confirm nor <laughs> deny. Your kink for furry vampiric feet yeah <laughs> this one I know uh, this is going to be a new topic I can't think of a transition oh wait perfect transition speaking of furry feet hobbits <laughs> <laughs> their um, feet are furry
0: yeah uh, Lord wonder, of the Rings let me ask you this though what do you think hobbits foot
1: feet get moist from all that fur
0: they got hairy feet well they would already, they would live the in like,
1: a damp humid area they live in a hole Yeah, so feet, feet moist or not. Oh, this is, like, very controversial, like, all right, we have to confirm that. So
0: technically, so, like, people that wear wool suits, Uh you can wear it in all season because it's an insulator, and it'll keep the heat off of you as well as during the winter, trap your heat on there. Mm-hmm. we will stop you from losing heat and it will stop you from taking on heat. Does that act the same way for hobbits' feet so that way their feet don't get too hot and they don't well, sweat and it. Well, we have to moisten? agree
1: on something here because the stance we take is the stance that we're going to have to die on the hill of. This podcast, will have to stand uh, feet first in this sort of uh, ring right here.
0: Feet firmly planted on the ground.
1: Thank you. I was trying to think of, like, the feet uh, phrase. <laughs> But anyways, speaking of furry feet, Hobbits. So, Lord of the Rings. Warner Bros. Animation announced a new animated Lord of the Rings uh, movie that's going to be set in the universe. Um, it's going to explore the origins of Helm's Deep. Like, the castle? Like, yeah, like, of the castle and, like, that sort of... It's not a castle, but, yeah. I know what you're talking about, that sort of, like, kingdom and... Uh, the 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 hiding place of Rohan. <laughs> so that is what it's called. It's Roham is going to be the name of it. The War of the Roham is the name of the the Rohirrim. Rohiram That's how it's spelled but you pronounce it Roham, and that's almost easier. So I'm going to say that. Let me see. The Rohirrim. All right, Rohirrim. So it's going to be called Lord of the Rings: The War of the Rohirrim. It's going to be written by the guy who co-wrote the, uh, the trilogy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, with Peter Jackson. Okay, uh, Ferrari, I think his name is something like I that. I don't recall his name. Oh, I was way off. Uh, <laughs> Philip, uh, Philippa Boyens. We probably just slaughtered his name, but that's fine. Oh, most definitely. Uh, We're Caucasian. Anyways. (laughs)
0: We're Caucasian. That means we can do what we want because we have
1: privilege. (laughs) I can't tell if that was, like, a good thing of acknowledging privilege or if that was, like, a bad thing of, we can do whatever we want. (laughs) I think it's like a middle ground. It's like the people who like. Oh no, um, that
0: was not that was not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, but the style of animation is going to be anime style. So it's going to be a Lord of the Rings anime made by Warner Bros. So,
0: on one hand, Lord of the
1: Rings. Yes. Yes.
0: On the other hand, Lord of the Rings anime. I don't really vibe with that.
1: Well, uh, isn't, because those so are perfectly the, to anime style.
0: Those seem kind of. Not a good fit with each other because one is a very uh, a very Western. Western is in like um, the I U.K. what you're saying. Like, like Western like, Hemisphere, not Western, is in Clint Eastwood. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a very Western and based a lot on like Western mythology and yeah. stuff. Because he uh, Tolkien wrote it as a um, allegory a, for World War Two. No. Well, his experiences. No. It, in the preface of Lord of the Rings, he specifically says how much he hates allegory, and that it was n- in no way, shape, or form an allegory for World War Two or World War One oh, or any of that. He expressly hated allegory. He said that if an author <laughs> wants his intent known, he should write his fucking intent.
1: Well, that's Tolkien's entire style. If his intent <laughs> his... is to mention a tree, he spends an entire paragraph talking about the tree. Uh, pages. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, um, Tolkien wrote uh, Lord of the Rings, the intent of it being like a mythology for England. Because mm-hmm. England in itself and um, like um, Western Europe and all that didn't really have a mythology in the way that like Greek mythology and that did. So Different was, cultures, his, his yeah. intent was to write a form of mythology like that in uh, that sense, which is so heavily based and uh, focused in Western culture and stuff. That it seems like it wouldn't really blend well with an Eastern or Japanese animation style. Which, the, it seems kind of like it would be. There's been fantasy um,
1: anime before, though. Like, uh, the Castlevania series was. Yeah. been. Well, that's doing that's very a good. little
0: different. Because Castlevania is uh, a Konami game, which uh-huh. is J- Japan. But, like, this is like. Um, You're worried that there will be, like, a culture
1: clash a bit?
0: Not exactly. It just seems like it would be disingenuous,
1: I guess. Well, I In think- a way. Personally, I'm still actually a bit excited for it because, uh, one, it's being written by the guy who wrote the movies. Okay. But, so on one hand, a plus for Lord of the Rings,
0: Uh a plus for being set in the universe, a plus for having people that were actually with the the good adaptations. Also, those adaptations did have their flaws, and this is going to be focusing on the extended universe stuff, which the movies didn't do a Terribly great job focusing uh-huh. on the extended universe. They mainly focused on combat and battle, which actually you helped helps
1: for making it like more for a mainstream audience. Which, of.
0: But yes, but the the books mainly focus on language and the culture because Tolkien was a linguist. He wrote a whole language, and that was a huge part of it. Was the actual peoples of Middle Earth rather than the actual combat. The combat, like the battles and stuff, would uh-huh. only last a couple pages sometimes, and but, then you would have. Twice as many pages describing Tom Bombadil's fucking blue hair, or blue outfit, or whatever the hell it was. Well,
1: that's the thing, though. Like, you have to think, if this were to be... If they were to make a direct adaptation of everything that was in the books, then the movie would be probably dog shit. Like, let's be honest. Hold on. No, 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 no. That movie it would, would be would... glorious. No. no <laughs> I would watch average... every,
0: every second of the 20 hours. Of... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. 20 hours... Her moving the (laughs) trilogy. But, uh, so, uh,
0: Uh. plus for the guy who was in the, being part of the uh, adaptation of the Peter Jackson films, Uh plus for Lord of the Rings, plus for expanding on part of the universe that isn't usually brought up as often because it's normally just the War of the Ring. But, um, downsides, I'm not so much of it being an anime, animation style. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a different animation style would suit it better. Uh, like they did have those animated movies in like 78. And there was an, an
1: there was just one animated movie of they I actually have read up on this where they adapted Fellowship of the Ring and they led a little they did like the first half of the Two Towers.
0: Uh yes and no. They did two movies for Lord of the Rings trilogy.
1: Yeah. Um I believe
0: they did Fellowship on its own. And then they did Two Towers and Return of the King mushed together in one and just left a lot I'm of I'm
1: pretty out. sure, I just read up on this, I'm pretty sure the first one did go into Two Towers a bit. It might have been the other way around where it mushed into two and then
0: they had a three. But Either way, they did two and mushed two of them together. And then yeah. they also did a Hobbit
1: movie in, I believe, 78. Uh, and then they did a Hobbit trilogy, which we won't talk about.
0: But yeah, that, that wasn't animated. Well, it's a lot of CGI. It's almost entirely <laughs> CGI, so it's basically uh, animated. But... I think a different animation style would suit it better. Uh, Another downside is those useless fucks at Warner Bros. being involved.
1: Well, actually, Warner Bros. So for those of you just listening, we love to shit on Warner Bros. Like, because the people who work and run Warner Bros. do not know how to handle their IPs, their intellectual properties, at all.
0: Hey, you know what would be a good idea if we took our good possible property... And just threw... let's fucking
1: spiked it into the ground. <laughs> let's take this amazing two and a half hour movie that one of our most talented directors made, and let's cut 40 minutes out of it and just see if people like it. No, it turns out that's an important 40 minutes. 40 minutes of a movie is a pretty important part. <laughs> yeah.
0: The dawn of exposition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but... Also, the anime is going to be done by the guy who did Ghost in the Shell. Okay. A pretty acclaimed anime.
0: I've seen um, some of Ghost in the Shell. I, I still don't think the uh, uh, anime animation style would, I would, would have to lend see itself it. well to Lord of the Rings.
1: Like, they just announced it, so I would have to see it, like, when it gets a little bit closer, or maybe we even see a trailer, because there are different anime styles Yeah. where some may lend themselves a little bit better, or, like like a more serious uh, drawn out anime style as opposed Uh, to like uh, what's it called like chibi or something like that I don't know I'm not terribly uh, an expert of uh, anime of weeb culture (laughs)
0: weebs weeb but um, on the subject of Warner Bros so Warner Bros I like to picture Do you ever see it was either Tommy Boy it was Tommy Boy
1: yes Look where, where
0: Chris Farley is uh trying to convince this waitress to turn the fryers back on so we can have shrimp. And that he has is, and he has this, Tommy Boy, yeah. He has this biscuit. So in this in this allegory <laughs> <laughs> in this analogy, Warner Bros. Studios is Chris Farley. <laughs> and they all of their IPs, so um D C, uh Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all that, that is the biscuit, and this is his pet, and he loves it, and he pets it, and he fucking kills it. <laughs> Why did I do that to my pet? That is what I picture Warner Bros. as.
1: Is that is the perfect, actually, explanation of how Warner Brothers has run their company for the last couple of years. And then, um,
0: and then all of the fans of the of the IP are just, of the biscuit. are just David Spade watching him tear apart that fucking biscuit <laughs> in, in sheer shock. <laughs> What? And then somehow amazement that they keep making more movies, which is the waitress being like, "I'm gonna go turn the fryers on." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> uh, but like Warner Bros has actually been quiet from like fan controversy ever since like the merger with uh, Discovery. Mm-hmm. That now like I believe the head of Discovery is part of the head of Warner Media currently. I think he sort of. Can took they over fire the world.
0: Amber Heard yet?
1: Um, I have not heard any development in that. I believe we, she's still very much part of Aquaman 2. That's sad. Yeah, it very much is, and...
0: We support murdering Amber Heard on this
1: podcast. No, stop. <laughs> no, we do not support doxing, murdering, or anything of anyone we mention in the podcast, even if they deserve it. Okay, we do support her being fired, though. We support her being fired and potentially, like, having to... I give sort of some sort of uh money or uh time spent in jail maybe for what she's done a fine a fine <laughs> no, no, there's like a specific word for uh Recompense? Um, yeah, that's it uh, something like that um
0: i uh i we are a proud supporter of Amber Heard gets fired as her role from Mara at Warner Bros and then we sub in Johnny Depp to play her instead. <laughs>
1: Well, like with Amelia, a wig, with a wig, no CGI. I want a practical effects only. Well, people actually were. Uh, There's a lot of fan position of having Amelia Clark from Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones yeah. replace uh, Amber Heard. She was also in Terminator
0: Genesis. Really? Yeah, she played Sarah Connor in the time travel. But
1: that movie still hurt me. I never watched it. I barely could pay attention to it. It hurt me to watch.
0: It physically hurt me. I think so, I got
1: stage four liver cancer. The opening scene of it is like the only scene worth watching. Well, it's not the actual opening, but like one of the opening scenes of it, where it's the young CGI'd Arnie right fighting against old, grizzled, angry Arnie, Governor Arnie, the Governor <laughs> versus uh, the very young. Pumping iron era. Wait,
0: Lifter versus the governor. I choose number three.
1: (laughs) I want to lead, not to read. Number three. (laughs) Um, Uh. But yeah, it's been pretty quiet on the uh, Warner Media front ever since the Discovery guy became the new head. But I believe we're far enough (laughs) in to where I could bring in the main topic. Okay, but also. Uh, subject of Lord of the Rings before we change. Yes, I have not heard
0: anything else about the, the Amazon? Amazon the Amazon t- live action TV
1: show set in the Second Age. I believe they're still doing it. I haven't heard anything well, about the it last
0: I heard is that they were doing like a, a casting call for like extras that had to be comfortable with nudity, which I also had my. Uh, negative thoughts about... You're,
1: it's worrying to me as well, because they're probably going to try to go for a Game of Thrones yeah, level fantasy. Because
0: everyone's trying... All the studios are trying to find the thing to replace Game of Thrones, where currently, in my mind, I would say it would be The Witcher. Yes, The what, Witcher is a very but adequate But really, the studios are missing what they could have a perfect Game of Thrones replacement, which would be the uh, the First Law trilogy uh What's it's that? a trilogy of books that's a gritty, more realistic fantasy setting with lots of just brutal violence and sex and basically everything that's in Game of Thrones. And there's like eight books in that whole in that in that whole um universe. It's a well established. Mm-hmm. it's been around for a while. the The guy who wrote it was even um, in Hollywood for, um, like, screenwriting or something at some point. He, he had some... Uh, sort of he has some sort of uh, film and uh, experience and stuff. He's been yeah. in the industry. He has an IMDb page. Um, I probably. Uh, <laughs> the, they're, uh, they're, it's called The Blade Itself. Yeah. It's the first book, and that's by uh, Joe Abercrombie. He has a... Uh, like, I think
1: you've told me about this before.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, that, that would be, like, the Game of Thrones replacer, but... Uh, if they're trying to go in Game of Thrones with Lord of the Rings, that's n- not. That's doesn't uh, not really stand for for
1: what was originally intended with the books. And
0: the fact that uh, that that's not the way his universe is written because he was the uh, what he was going for with the uh, linguistics, the mythology of Europe, well, he's and kind the of fact basically... that he was a an incredibly devout Christian. Yeah, <laughs> it's... like and, uh, it's just kind of against him as a person that a point.
1: lot of the uh, Lord of the Rings mythology is like very Christian based a lot of that. it does have a lot of Christian influence so, and
0: um, some of it has Christian influence and then a lot of it has um, like I believe don't quote me I believe it's Norse influence as well as some others he took a lot of influence from other actual mythologies
1: and you can draw some parallels to it um, but yeah so I used to go to a Christian school when I was younger, right? Um so there's a lot of banned books. No Harry Potter, nothing fantasy. However, you said banned books and I thought of like music like obols and shit. Not like <laughs> band orchestra book. I mean, well, you said Christian school and you said banned books and I thought you meant like a Christian band. No. All right, anyways, so, at the Christian school, there was a lot of books that were banned. Like, nothing fantasy or magical was allowed, except for Chronicles of Narnia, which oh makes sense, because, because it's a largely Christian allegory, especially with Aslan being Jesus. And that they all die, and, or turn out they've been in heaven the whole time. Yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way. Those <laughs> books are, like, 50 Spoiler years old. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the seventh book in the series. I think it's called The Final Battle. Yeah. With unicorns and showing up and all that. And an ape wearing a, a, a lion pelt. Yeah, anyways, so that was allowed and Lord of the Rings was allowed. Yeah. Those were the two sort of fantasy stuff that were allowed. What about The Hobbit? I, yes, I, <laughs> that's the only one that I remember reading actually during that time. I read The Hobbit when I was that age.
0: Yeah. What was your? Uh, what was the main topic you were moving on to? Okay.
1: Now we're an hour in, and we're only now hitting
0: the main topic?
1: Yes, this is going to be, like, the main, because the internet's been blowing up, so you probably even have heard of this. So, Harley Quinn, the TV show. Like, the animated... The animated one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you haven't seen it, right? I've not seen it. I've seen a couple memes. All right, so it's an adult animated series, and Batman's a character in it. So, season three, they're right in season three, and... Apparently, there was a scene that they had written in that implied Batman just finished giving oral sex to Catwoman, giving head to Catwoman. I think I remember seeing a meme about yes,
0: that. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: And DC found out about this and pulled that scene out immediately. When asked for an official statement, DC told them, heroes don't do that. Yes, they do. <laughs> that, that's like the Several most heroic her- thing to do. You're being selfless. Don't, not to
0: mention that uh, you know several heroes have children. Yeah. Are you gonna tell me that heroes don't do foreplay? They're not
1: gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, they have no problem with like, uh, five page in like a Catwoman comic originally of New Fifty Two, the five page uh thing of Batman and Catwoman getting it on on top of rooftop, next but... to a
0: smoldering corpse. If I recall
1: correct. <laughs> well, that just makes it better. they have no problem with them, the characters, having sex. It's just the fact that they don't want um, Batman to be the one giving the... They want
0: him to be receiving.
1: Yes, exactly. That they're okay with. (laughs) Jesus. But, like, this blew up the internet. It was trending on Twitter for days. This happened Sunday. Was
0: it DC that did this or Warner Bros.? It was DC. See, I expect this from Warner Bros.,
1: yeah, this is something DC did not Warner Media.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so it's just funny cuz it's gotten so mainstream. The writer, you know how I'm in love with the new Nightwing run of comics? Yes. The writer of that has gone statement of, "Well, now I got to shift uh, my uh, story about Nightwing to make him more of a giving hero." <laughs> uh so many celebrities have gone and posted their views on it. Val Kilmer has gone on statement like my Batman would.
0: (laughs) I was about to say Val Kilmer felt random, but I I forgot that he played Batman and Batman He is the most
1: forgettable one. George Clooney is so bad that he's memorable. Val Kilmer is just forgettable.
0: Hey, everyone likes to forget Val Kilmer had nipples first.
1: Yeah, that's something else about his, uh, one. But anyways, um, Other celebrities that have gone on it. This has been on late night talk shows. Uh, Trevor Noah, I think it might have been on The Tonight Show as well. Okay. And our Lord and Savior, Zack Snyder. I thought you were about to say Steve Buscemi. No, Zack Snyder has gone on record and said, My Batman would, I think as well. And he posted a picture of Batman eating out Catwoman. Oh. (laughs) That's on his Twitter, I think, still to this day. You can look it up. Did he draw it himself? I would be impressed. It looks very well drawn. Like, it looks at like comic book art level, so... I mean, yeah. He reads a lot of them. But that is just, like, amazing to me. If They would have been so much better of saying, we just don't want that to be in the series, or something like that as their statement, but no. They well, had- they
0: had to be a little more on brand about it, in terms of... Uh, they don't want to break the fourth wall as much. We don't want that as part of our, uh, our brand, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit, like, more uh, on-brand to be, like, heroes don't do that. We're but the hero so company. But that's so
1: much worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> why don't heroes do okay, that? Okay. But, like... Have
0: they, have they had any follow-up statements on why heroes don't do that?
1: I, they've been, like... I think they've been pretty uh, hushed-mouthed about it. So, even, like, the people working for DC have gone... And so much has happened of... What does
0: Ben Affleck say? He's technically the Batman right now. Wait, what does Robert Robert Pattinson Pattinson. (laughs) say?
1: What does Robert Pattinson... Robert Pattinson... Pattinson. Well, like, there's been a lot of people going back and forth of which Batman in live action think would do that. Uh, Batman the Animated Series 1, that everybody agrees would do that, would do that to Cap'n. What did
0: Kevin Conroy say? That's the only one that
1: matters, really. Oh, true, true, true. (laughs) Uh, wait.
0: Didn't, uh... Peter Weller did the voice of Batman in the Dark Knight
1: Returns, I think. RoboCop. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot those. I forgot those animated movies were a thing. Part one and part two. Yeah. So we had a uh, Peter Weller. Well, okay.
0: How about I just name everyone I can think of that's played Batman, and you tell me whether or not you think they would. Let's start with Michael Keaton. All
1: right. That well, turtle. That turtle like, screams he would. All right. Well, here's the thing. He's socially awkward, so I feel like he would because he doesn't know how to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember the dinner scene where he has the long, sort of rich person table? He's sitting at on one end. He's making Vicky Bale sit on the other, and he's like, "Oh, wait, he maybe can't hear maybe her. he wouldn't. He's so awkward that he uh, the only thing he knows is missionary. <laughs> uh, that and he has to do possibly... it through. He has to do it through a sheet. Well, we got to remember Batman Returns. There is a cat woman that he interacts with. So would he do that to that catwoman, to the Michelle Pfeiffer catwoman? Yes, woman? he would. I feel like it would smell, but he would <laughs> smell like cat. No, it would smell like the tight uh, latex costume that she had to get uh, vacuumed in <laughs> to. Um, uh, Val Kilmer
0: said he would. Val Kilmer said he would. Uh, but would he if he actually came up? He can talk a talk, but can he? do it, actually? I was gonna say walk the walk, but like, that doesn't feel right.
1: No, no, he would only do it if she was sitting on top of his face, not just, like, going on it. Nah. Yeah, there's George, a huge difference. George
0: Clooney, George Clooney would, without, without, no, no, no.
1: No, George Clooney wouldn't? George Clooney would not. He gives a selfish lover vibe. <laughs> and also, like, he's said before that he's played, uh, because of the direction style of, um, Uh, Joel Schumacher, he said before that he unintentionally played Batman gay. um, When? (laughs) In Batman and Robin.
0: Well, yeah, well, uh, when I watch Batman and Robin, there's not any single scene where I'm like, oh, Batman's gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's sort of just the, the delivery, I guess, is what he was getting at. I don't remember the official statement of what he was referring to. But I remember him saying that as his statement. Um, but anyways, I feel like also his, like, sort of caddy nature that is just George Clooney, like, his delivery... His catty nature? <laughs> would, like, basically make him... I feel like he would expect her to give him, but not other way around.
0: We're sorry, Georgia, if you're listening.
1: I... Well... I'm not implying that you, George Clooney, are a selfish lover. I'm saying you portrayed one. <laughs> <laughs> um, All uh, right. like Christian Bale. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You
0: See, Christian Bale felt a, uh, felt a lot more like recluse and resigned.
1: Yeah. I feel as if he well he also does have a catwoman he interacts with. So let's think of it in Anne Hathaway sense. Okay.
0: Every catwoman he interacted with when it well he only interacted with her in Dark Knight Rises in almost yeah. every scene he's just getting the shit beat out of him.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh let's see. They share like one God. kiss and one brunch together. Elbows for days. uh, I I don't know. I what what do you think? I can't see it personally. Because he is sort of like you were saying, a recluse, but he's also, he's like one of the more selfless of the Batmen. I mean, if he'll sacrifice himself for the nuke for the whole city, uh-huh. would he go down and get <laughs> That will be the sort of like intro to this. <laughs> so, you think you will uh, sacrifice yourself to save the world? But would you sacrifice yourself to ten minutes down under? <laughs> Eating out your uh, significant other. What about Australia? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, everybody in Australia does it. Everyone? Oh, yes. Yeah, so you cannot point at an Australian actor or actress and tell me they, that they don't do it. Chris Hemsworth, he yes, he that's where he lives. I, I
0: think Christian Bale's a toss-up. Um, I'm leaning that he might not, just because of how like resigned and recluse he is as Bruce Wayne.
1: I, I feel like any sort of... Like, he did have a sort of sex thing with Talia Al Ghul.
0: Yeah.
1: But it sort of seemed pretty missionary... Yeah. Normal.
0: Like, we're not talking... Vanilla. This isn't Christian Bale from American Psycho.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Christian Bale from American Psycho. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> with the mirror and him pointing yeah, at it like, oh, yeah. yeah, look at you go. <laughs> I, I picture the Bruce Wayne Christian Bale is the exact opposite. Basically, while one has an inner monologue of, I am better because I am rich, uh, Bruce Wayne has the monologue of, I need to use my wealth to help others. I'm rich, so I have to be better. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have an opportunity so and a privilege, hey, privileged white people like we are talking about, um, <laughs> and a privilege that I can use to help others, which is part of why his so, Batman is probably the best. In
0: conclusion, you persuaded me to think Christian Bale's Batman would go down for the greater good. <laughs> uh, mm. Because if he's the opposite of American Psycho, American Psycho Christian Bale strikes me that he wouldn't. So because wait, what
1: about Christian Bale himself? You see, he's such a chameleon that we do not know truly what Christian Bale is, is he, or who I, he represents. I seem to
0: remember on the set of Terminator Salvation, Christian Bale being a class A asshole.
1: Well, that's somebody, a lot of somebody, method somebody, acting sort so of Somebody people.
0: broke a light or something on Sunday and just
1: screamed at him for like three minutes straight. That can pretty much apply to any method actor. Any math- method actor worth their shit, though, would go down on their partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, for the role. If
0: anyone is a method actor, they automatically
1: have to go down on Catwoman. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Alright. Oh, wait. We skipped a very big one. Adam West. Yes. Would. Well, wait. Here's would. the thing. He has multiple Catwoman. He would. He would. I, I feel like he's also argument, the he kinkiest would. of all the Batman. I don't have to hear. He's in the 60s. He would. He is an orgy guy. Like, you cannot convince me otherwise that Adam you can't West can't convince is. me that he wouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he would.
1: I don't, we don't need to talk about him. Of course, Adam West, okay. the 1960s Batman, would.
0: Peter Weller.
1: Oh, that's the Robocop, uh, the, Dark Knight yeah. Returns. Not at all. He would expect uh, her to do everything. Because Frank Miller wrote Batman as, like, a... Self-absorbed psychopath, basically, of a Fair. character. Um, Cause,
0: Kevin Conroy.
1: Okay, obviously yes. Um, for him, for the most part, like especially Batman the animated series, where there's a lot of Bruce Wayne scenes, he's shown to be like sort of like kind and sort of a bit dubious. Um, hmm. Well, not dubious. Um, uh, dutiful, and I feel like he would definitely, out of the kindness of his heart, would do it. In fact I think he would be like it'd be my pleasure
0: um I can't think of what the other
1: guy's name is uh Scott Eastwood did for some animated movies I think he was the one that was in uh Batman Under the Red Hood uh maybe I thought that was Kevin Conroy no that's not Kevin Conroy they did a new voice actor for both Batman and for uh um for the Joker they had uh, John DiMaggio from Futurama. Yeah.
0: And Adventure Time.
1: Yeah, from a lot of stuff.
0: Most notoriously Adventure Time and um,
1: Futurama. Futurama. Where you played Bender and Jake, respectively. Wait, I flipped it. Yeah. Where you played... <laughs> imagine Bender from Futurama in Adventure Time. Just bite my shiny metal <laughs>
0: Ooh, I love stealing. <laughs> oh man. Um, Ian Glen. Uh, who is he? He is the Batman in Titans.
1: Oh, oh. I I don't even want to picture him having any sort of <laughs> sexual relations.
0: He would have sexual relations with uh, Khaleesi, which the Game of Thrones fans. The real fans hate it when you fucking call her Khaleesi because it's not a name, it's a title. Her name is Daenerys.
1: Okay, I know Daenerys. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't even seen the series, but I know Daenerys.
0: Well, you have, like, the casual fans that have only watched the TV show and then well, don't barely, be, uh... then barely pay attention to it, and they think her name is Khaleesi because they can't remember Daenerys Targaryen, even though they mention her name just about every episode for the last... 10 years. <laughs> it's almost as if she's like one of the main characters. Yeah, weird. But they, everyone would just call her Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, that's not her fucking name, goddamn it
1: Well, also like, ah. Uh, so he's depicted as like the older, uncool dad, basically. That'd be, of like, if some, it'd be like if someone watched uh, a bunch
0: of the Batman movies and was like, I can't, like, I don't remember Bruce Wayne's name. I think his name's just Master. Psh. Because <laughs> that's the title fucking Alfred calls him. Master Wayne. Yes, but no. <laughs> uh, he usually yes says, to the reference, no to the uh, impersonation.
1: Uh, he usually says the person's last name after he says master, though. Yes. So, oh wait, Master Wayne. All right, so would he give good tea? All right, no, no, we're not talking about that. Uh, We set the line at uh, giving Oral. We do not talk about giving the D. Alright, anyways. Heroes don't do that. Ben Affleck. Would that hero do that? Yes. Zack Snyder thinks so, and he's the guy who wrote him, so... Wrote and directed him, so...
0: Robert Pattinson's We Can't be for sure.
1: We have not seen enough of him yet. Although he's a young boy he's depicted as like the youngest of them right he's like first year Batman and so come on we all know those young guys are all about eating the ass
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the question isn't
1: the younger Batman the younger Batman Batman is the younger Batman is the the more likely he is to eat ass let's be honest the question (laughs) isn't the uh, does Batman go down in Calvin's ass does he go down well true true so, I believe uh, Robert Pattinson, Batman, would go down on Kevin, but he would be going for the booty. <laughs> He's going all the way down. He's the booty warrior from Boondocks. <laughs> I don't want no little boy. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that, for the most part, covers... That covers the live-action ones, and we also did a lot of the animated ones that matter. Kevin is the main one that matters. Yeah. Alright, the 1930s serial oh Batman God. that's incredibly racist towards Asian Americans. That depends, <laughs> this cat Catwoman Asian? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, let's see. I don't think he would because he's treated also kind of unironically like... Un- so the reason Frank Miller's is like a terrible human being is because he was a deconstruction of Batman. Stripped down to who he thought is the type of person to be Batman. Well, as opposed to the 1930s, was very much a product of its time to where racist, terrible human being, but also just sort of like, we gotta think of like a 1930s bigot. Would a 1930s bigot go down on a woman? No. No? <laughs> no. No, he just her to make him a sandwich. Oh,
0: that's a dated reference.
1: <laughs> well, it's we're talking about a dated sort of ideal. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. In conclusion, I think for the most part, Batman goes
1: down. Yes, uh this is the stance we're taking. Um, <laughs> how
0: many uh, how many no's did we have? Nineteen thirties is a no. Right. Michael Keaton was a no.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like he'd be uh well actually no, I said like he was too awkward to not. You know, I feel like that'd be the only thing he would know he how would to do. He would feel socially obligated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He'd be like
0: So we have thirties is a no.
1: Yes, thirties is no, sixties sixties. Twi-
0: George- George Clooney says no. 60s is yes. Adam West is yes. He's oh, a yeah. sex machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that probably gets the most.
0: So, 30s, no. George Clooney, no. Christian Bale, no. Yeah. Well, no, we changed it to yes because it was, if he's the opposite and he's so selfless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, fair, fair.
0: And I think they were all yes. We all. So, for the most part, like 90% of Batman are yes. Peter Weller well, can... was also no. Yeah. Uh, that's like that's like three no out of ten. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten Batman agree. Going down is what
1: heroes do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, a hero's
1: duty. Val Kilmer, yes, that's the one we have the most definitive answer because the actor said so.
0: Yeah.
1: And Zach, well, and Zach Zack Snyder. Snyder, I feel like, is the most definitive because the person who wrote him. Yeah. Well, then we also have know that like Nightwing would. because when uh, Kyle Rayner sorry what?
0: when Kyle Rayner he would have
1: to dig his girlfriend out of the fridge first yeah
0: (laughs) I mean all you need is a spoon
1: (laughs) fuck ah so should we explain for context what fridging is or do you expect the average listener of this podcast to know? they can look up fridging alright yeah
0: well look up Kyle Rayner in refrigerator and you'll get all the answers you
1: need. Literally look up Kyle Rayner because that's one of the most infamous things that he's associated with. Yeah. I feel like but now we've talked about it enough to where we should explain. No. No? I wanna
0: leave it open ended. Let them do some work.
1: Alright. Well basically can I say like oh my, one I, offhand... no. 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 Alright, this is where we draw the line. No. Alright Heroes
0: don't do that.
1: Look up Fridging <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. It's kinda like Bury Your Gays, but for not gay people for like female characters. Sure. That's a very fair. Sure. I feel like it's a fair thing to say. Uh, well, I expected that to go way longer. It went for 24 minutes. It expected to go for half an hour. I mean,
0: that was way shorter. It's only about five minutes off.
1: Uh, excuse you, sir. It was six minutes and ten, no, five minutes and ten seconds uh, shorter than I thought it would be. I expected us to have this entire podcast be about Batman going down. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much subject matter on it. So, that. but the thing about that, though, is the Harley Quinn show, I actually love the way it's written. And so, the way that it's so self aware, I would have bet they're going to be making fun of DC for that.
0: Heroes don't do that uh-huh why <laughs> i demand a second uh a second statement
1: about why heroes don't do that oh well actually trevor noah you know how i said he acknowledged like he talked about it on his late night talk show yeah well he went into detail of why he thinks batman definitely does it he said well why do you think his mask ends at the mouth leaves that part open and why do you think his ears are basically handlebars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is the best sort of uh, way to go about it. It's just like. Especially the long Halloween ones. Oh, especially like um, Justice League, the animated series. They made those longer. Fucking
0: like two feet long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're as, like, drawn as if. They're as long as his head, basically. Talking about giving head. oh my so I was scrolling through uh, on the article I was reading about the actual uh, event of DC saying that it it gives a lot of fan reactions and like all the memes and stuff being made about it so one person reposted this article Um, Adam West the 1960s Batman was kicked out of an orgy in the 60s uh, as well as Frank Gorshin who played the Riddler yeah. Both of them were kicked out of an orgy because they would not break a character.
0: <laughs> they were so, both Batman and Riddler?
1: Yeah, they went to an orgy as Batman G-Wilker's and the Riddler. Robin.
0: What? G. Williker's Robin. Is that Riddler over there?
1: Oh, man. I would ju- <laughs> I'm not surprised Burt Ward didn't go, honestly. It sounds like he had. There's so many, like, sex stories about the 60s Batman show. how
0: old was Burt Ward during... He was in his 20s. Oh, I thought he was younger.
1: No, no. Oh, actually, a fun fact about the... This is, like, one of my favorite facts. Burt Ward wrote about this in his book, Chronically in His Experiences, both positive and negative, with the 60s uh, TV show. One of them, the first couple episodes they filmed, parents called in and complained. About his uh, shorts. Yes, uh, of how tight his shorts are, where the viewers at home can see Robin's bat bulge. Yeah. Yeah, so they gave him medication to to make... Yeah, Yeah. some shrinkage medication to make it less prominent of a bulge. But I love how in his book, where he talks about this, at the end of the paragraph, he's like, however, I do not... I've not heard anything about Adam West being required to take these... Which I just feel is just like a big fuck you to like his... It's a humble
0: brag. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I had to take some shrinkage but you know who
1: didn't? Adam West. Because mine was so much bigger. Alright, but like, like, that's throwing your buddy under the bus right there. Like, imagine <laughs> if I said that about you. Like, one day I wrote a book about... You how, know, how you had to take Dick's shrinking ends. <laughs> uh, just to be at your level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, crap. Well, that's bent up, that topic. However, with that added addition of the Adam West story... Wait, wait. Frank Gorshin, the Riddler from the 1960s series, he mostly spoke in rhymes. So does that mean he was rhyming like... Oh, your booty's so fine. Let me make it mine. I have the Riddler.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Well, that's basically the main I'm thing. I'm the I riddler, and you're about to be piddlered. <laughs> that's the main thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast. So I'm pretty sure we we're able to wrap. So just like that, we're done. Alrighty.